Hey guys, um, just quickly before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you guys know that unfortunately Karim's um, Wi-Fi like messed up about three minutes into the podcast, which is like such a shame because he started off so well and he had such a good answer to the first question. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to have this discussion with him asking the same questions basically at a later date and then I'll add it onto the channel so you guys can listen to what he has to say um I just wanted to let you guys know so you don't think I'm like ignoring him or anything um but yeah most of the podcast is just me and Stefan speaking um but yeah hopefully you enjoy what we have so far I'm really excited about the podcast and yeah enjoy listening thank you Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. So welcome to a Liberal Party podcast, our first podcast. Yeah. Um, so, um, today I have Stefan Garcia and Karim Agolina. Um, and we're going to be hey talking about queerness and politics. A very interesting <laughs> topic today. Um, so firstly, I'm just going to jump straight into it. Um, I just want to know what your personal experiences have been like in Jib. Um, growing up queer and like you know trying to find yourself your sexuality like what has that been like well I think it's quite a hard process you now like being in quite a small kind of microcosm of society um, as we kind of like relay certain like societal and cultural things from like Spain and UK like uh, religious and heteropatriarchy and like stuff like that I think it's more personal as well like coming out in Gibraltar it's a massive struggle because it's to do with yourself more than anyone. It's like, since we all know each other here, it's harder to actually express who you actually are without finding little bits about yourself and trying to unpick them as well. <clears throat> mm, and definitely, about, yeah. yeah, and apart from that as well, it's like, there are certain, like I said, there are certain things we uphold, like um, the traditional family, the nuclear family, the certain types of societal structures we, we like keep. Yeah, and Karim, do you want to answer that as well? Brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be hard to to go off the back of Stefan, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, it's a very interesting question asking like how we've grown up queer in Gibraltar because um, in my personal experience and the reason why I resonate with the word queer quite a lot is because it does literally mean like sort of outside the box, outside of something. And I felt like in Gibraltar, that is how I perceived myself growing up there. It wasn't necessarily that. So I didn't, you know, I thankfully didn't have any traumatic moments. Like growing up, I didn't even come out. I just was sort of me. I'd never felt the need to come out. But what was strange was like everybody else sort of knew before I did. And it was sort of like a queering experience where like I wasn't able to fully grow into myself I was sort of pushed and then you know it's not that I didn't want to like I'm myself now and like I wouldn't have it any other way but it was that acceleration of finding yourself that happened unnaturally that happened like in a quite a queer way um so that is like my experience about uh, in growing up queer in jib um I would say that my experience does not speak for everybody else's. So I've got close friends that have had traumatic experiences. And that's something that we don't quite talk about in Jib, how we always say, oh, we have it really well. It's politically progressive. But then we always leave behind the fact that it's still very religious. It's still very ingrained in masochistic and sort of like, you know, masculine, hegemonic masculinity, essentially. Um, 
And so I haven't felt the brunt of that, but I've got close, close friends that have. And so I think we've shared that trauma together and we have an understanding, like a community a community of trauma holders essentially <laughs> so um <clears throat> so um I can sort of vouch for the fact that it's not all you know queer friendly in Gibraltar and there is a lot that we need to be targeting and that's why we're having this discussion today essentially no definitely I mean like obviously I've never experienced what you guys have experienced but I definitely can relate to the sense that we come from a small community and I feel like people expect things from you because they know you and your family if you know what I mean like um you know I people know who my dad is people know who my mom is so like I'm expected to do a certain thing I'm expected to be a certain person and I feel like there's like a mold for you um and I feel like queer people really struggle in the sense that obviously like you said they are outside the box and that is against like what other people in Jib are like. And I mean, there's nothing wrong in wanting to stay in the box, like nothing at all. But I feel like people get a bit shocked when people step outside of that box, you know what I mean? And I, and I think we need to be more accepting of those people and we need to like support those people. And like, I, get, like, I have my utmost respect for people, especially in Jib, queer people in Jib who just like, come out and they just be themselves and I, I find it really inspiring honestly and I like I love you guys for it um sorry we don't have a lot of time so I'll move on to the next question um in terms of like politics um I was researching like queerness in politics specifically um a couple of weeks ago and I came up I found this really like interesting thing which kind of go kind of goes with what we were just discussing and it says queerness not only challenges established norms of gender and sexuality but also challenges political and international binary orders Ooh, like fancy words um but like it does I feel like it challenges a whole political structure not only a societal structure but a political structure um and my question to you guys is like can being queer be political Stefan? So I'm a firm believer that the personal is political because every lived experience has something that the other lived experience hasn't experienced. So when we think about queerness and politics, I think that throughout time, the knowledge production within politics, history, literature has always been male, like hegemonic masculine. It's always been a male domination. So it's not necessarily that they they wanted it to be that way, but that was the hegemonic like structure of the time. So when we think about it that way, there's not been space for queer ideas or queer knowledge, queer literature, or even queer politics. And by fault or by default or by them not even thinking about it because that's not within their experience, I feel that being queer in the political realm is hard to kind of be taken seriously, if that makes sense, because it is a very masculine and very, like, it's very masculine and very, like, not necessarily is being gay the feminine and being gay or queer the feminine and, like, you know what I mean? It's more to do with the idea that there are certain ways in which the masculine think, the feminine think, and the in-between think too. And the way we deconstruct the binaries imposed, the reason why there are binaries on Earth and in society is because I think, and because I've also like read a lot of it. <laughs> um, I think it's because we need to find a certain type of like structure and a certain type of um, meaning behind things. And queers and the LGBTQ plus are deconstructing that and understanding that different experiences 
aren't to do with the binary whatsoever. The binary of gender, the binary of public and private, the binary, the binary of anything. The, the hegemonic di dichotomies have always stemmed from a need for structure. So being queer isn't necessarily unstructural. Like there's, there's no structure. No, there is structure. It's just a different type. It's a different thought process and a different experience. So I think queerness and politics do mesh well, although there are certain things that um, are influenced by other certain types of experiences, depending on the person, you know? Honestly, yeah, I agree. And I think when you spoke about how like politics and the world of politics can be quite a masculine kind of environment. Um, and I think I completely agree with you. And I think it's, it's up to our generation to kind of like, you know, push that wall down and be like, you know what, it's not a masculine environment. There is no scientific evidence to prove that masculine men are better at running than, you know, feminine men or females exactly. or gays. Like there's yeah. no scientific evidence for that. Yeah. Um, so like, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and I think, like you said as well, being being queer in itself is political. Um, yeah. in itself that is going against like the status quo I mean what is the yeah. status quo but you yeah. know what I mean it's I was gonna say as well it's like the certain type of experiences that we have are kind of interlinked with our own personal struggles so it's like mm. um, before we come out we create a version of ourselves that's not really reality because we mold ourselves to what people think of us you know what I mean and think about us so when we do come out uh, like referring to the shock the queer shock that everyone has when someone comes out like what you said before that is true it's like people get so freaked out that someone is gay or something because they are so used to the norm and they yeah. see difference you know what I mean kind of thing yeah. that we yeah. unpick certain parts of our personality and that's still a trauma that many gay people still feel as through their life as being openly gay that they still have to unpick certain type of homophobic binaries that they've always had to instill within this their body and in their mind you know yeah and I feel like it's more apparent in a small community yeah yeah definitely. i mean obviously that this happens everywhere there's homophobia everywhere there's everywhere, shock yeah. everywhere but i feel like in a place like jib where everyone knows everyone yeah it's, it's a microcosm a, yeah exactly and it's i can feel like it, it could be so pressuring for people to just be themselves and just like come out like because there's like you said like there's there's expectations of you and yeah. i think people just need to get out of that little bubble and be like you know yeah we don't live in a bubble you know things no, yeah. happen people yeah. people are different, are, are different and that's <laughs> people it like, wear different clothing it's exactly like, as well Gibraltar is very professional as well so mm -hmm. having everyone's in suit and tie pencil skirt and um shirts yeah. you know what I mean and it's like some people want some men want to wear that pencil skirt and some women yeah. want to wear those trousers and that's completely fine but we don't allow that Clothes aren't the epitome of gender expression, but it's a good way to, for like people who don't understand it to understand it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. allow for that space to happen. No, definitely. So I was going to ask, in terms of like laws in Jib, um, do you feel yeah. like these laws can be developed further or updated to help improve the lives of queer people in Jib? Because I know that um same-sex marriage came was legalized I don't know what year it was legalized 2016 was it or 20 yeah 2016 or, or something like that, that gap I think it was yeah. yeah and then only recently the surrogacy act as well came into play which was a massive thing for yeah. same-sex couples to be able to be on their child's on yeah. their child's birth child's birth child. yeah yeah um so like do you think like there are further 
things that can be done, like in terms of laws, like things that are set in place to improve lives of queer people? Or do you think they're going in the right direction? Like, what do you think? I personally believe that the, like, legislature and legislation and law in Gibraltar is much more confusing than it is like for example laws are confusing it's confusing anyway mm-hmm. but it's yeah. more confusing in, in Gibraltar because there's certain type of statutes they need to follow and stuff like that and certain protocols they need to follow and to be honest like in the law aspects um I feel like they do tackle it quite well because if there is a problem and a person goes up to them and says like this law is in itself by default sexist or by default it's homophobic there are people in parliament for them to to be talking about it actively in parliament and for them to be changing it mm-hmm. like the surrogacy bill um i know the gay couple who um the Maldoons, like they live in my estate and i know that they have had problems with it and they mm-hmm. did send a letter they put it on speak freely and soon enough it did change and yeah. i feel like the the government in Gibraltar is quite engaging on social media and quite engaging with mm-hmm. the public so they do listen and they do accept feedback you know what I mean there are certain things though that by nature have been neglected only because they have not been in that experience and that's completely fine too you know yeah. what I mean yeah it's just people who do get angry at it in both ways shouldn't because at the end of the day law is very confusing we're in a time where pan- the pandemic and Brexit has just not helped you know what I mean mm-hmm. so there needs to be a certain type of patience with certain type of like legislations and laws you know what I mean there yeah. are some laws that I couldn't believe myself that we've had to fight for you know what I mean and I can't believe that for example marriage had to be discussed you know what okay. I mean and yeah. that certain things had to be in referendum but that's just only the nature of the game you know what I mean it's only the nature of politics it can only happen in a way where people all people can have a respective and like a respected voice and opinion yeah no definitely and I mean it's interesting you say about um some laws not being put into place or being passed because people hadn't had that personal experience and that is something that I am very like like for in the sense that if you don't have people if you do not have a diverse parliament and I have nothing against if I have nothing against straight white men at all I don't want people I don't want people to think yeah. I do, but at this in like if you have a parliament full of the same type of people, they're only going to have the same type of experience and ex- same type of life experience. Um, and if you have more of a di- diverse parliament, 100%. you're going to get more diverse laws. Answers, essentially, more diverse laws, more exactly. diverse conversation. 100%. Exactly. I mean, it comes like me as a woman. Um, like I I have nothing like men understandably so do not know what it's like to be a woman what, like, exactly un- 100% exactly and, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that that's fact no. yeah. um, but how are we gonna improve the lives of women or how are we gonna improve the lives of queer people if there is not representation in parliament exactly yeah I feel like representation matters 100% because yeah. exactly like as what you said the the lived experience within parliament can be shared and Mm -hmm. it can be understood in a different light not me for example in a video in time out talking about my own queer experience in Gibraltar yeah you know what I mean it's a person who is in a suit and tie sat down right beside the chief minister saying listen this is the problem I have this is the problem these these communities are facing we need to act upon it exactly you know what I mean yeah um I mean that was gonna that was that kind of links to another question I was gonna ask like um does representation in politics um what does it mean to you like does it matter to you and I mean like it obviously does (laughs) it does yeah Um, it matters I think it matters to everyone I think it's so 
not even in a symbolic way like I think it's great to see someone in parliament who's like you to see yeah, someone to see but it's, yeah, the visual exactly it. yeah, that's the visuals. that's just the first step that is like a symbolic yeah. representation and then 100%. you have the next step where it's like those people can actually make change for you those the people can actually the reaction exactly yeah, yeah. um so like and my question is to you like what does it mean to you it like, means like representation means a lot because as a young child I never like apart from the visual as well it's like I never heard a conversation or saw a conversation based on my experience or based mm -hmm. on me you know what I mean and although it's changing now which is great so younger queer children can actually look at tv for example and, and like see gay actors and gay characters with a couple you know what I mean? that's beautiful to see but in politics poli like the government is a reflection of the people's voices yeah. and not seeing someone who is openly queer openly gay or uh, like openly lesbian or you know what I mean yeah it's yeah. it's not necessarily damaging I don't say it's damaging you know what I mean but it is it does not hurt I don't know what the word would be but it is it does hurt to not see or hear discourse on the lives of queer people in Gibraltar because mm -hmm. it's very hidden the problems we have are very hidden they're not spoken about you're 100% right it's it's hearing about your struggles um well yeah. the lack of hearing about your struggles yeah. and again like like we said before we have nothing against the people there now no it's just that that like naturally so those kind of things are not going to be at the forefront front of their agenda like naturally that is not at the forefront of their agenda yeah yeah um, because they also need to think about the majority priority. exactly yeah yeah um, and that's the thing we aren't the majority so yeah. yeah um and i feel like just having like people in parliament who represent our community we have like you know what i mean like yeah. and i feel like not again not personal to the people there I mean no, my dad sits in parliament at yeah that's why time. yeah yeah um, <laughs> but I do feel like it would be so so like uplifting and so diverse refreshing in, in and refreshing well. if there was more of a variety of people with different life experiences different struggles and I think what we have like as a youth group we have a responsibility to get these types of people involved yeah. in politics and, and these conversations as well exactly and yeah. have these conversations because at the end of the day maybe there aren't a lot of people, no. people going forward and putting themselves up to parliament because it exactly. is very intimidating for one. yeah you're standing there and the whole, your whole nation's judging you. exactly in, in, it's, yeah. it's it's a very intimidating yeah. place to be in and i have my respect yeah. for all of them sitting 100 percent. it's it's very exactly. nerve-wracking as well yeah and i feel like as a youth group as young people who like i mean we obviously are involved in politics and we enjoy talking yeah. about politics we have a responsibility to encourage other young people to be like you know what you can sit in parliament just as anyone else and yeah, give exactly. that encouragement to young people um, and I think that's like one of my biggest goals at the moment is to get more young people involved 100%. because it starts from the bottom you know it starts yeah from it's, it's not only having these conversations like on zoom calls and like going straight to parliament and stuff like that it's literally having a conversation with, with your friend over a coffee yeah. about yeah. who you're going to vote for and stuff like that mm -hmm. because our generation we this is what I like to say about our generation, which might be a little bit controversial, but we like to complain a lot, no, but then we, we don't we don't vote and we don't actively yeah. do things to change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like with climate change, which is a completely other another issue that's not even related to this. Mm -hmm. But with climate change, people are complaining like, oh, that's bad for it. What are you yeah. doing to save the planet though? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, are you are you that... 
voting like yeah you know? are you voting <laughs> like are you are you reading manifestos and like actively yeah. wanting change or are you just complaining to complain and that's mm-hmm. the problem I have yeah yeah and I think I and like part of me I don't blame young people a lot of the time I because either. I feel like there's a not there's not a lot of places that they can go and there's not a lot of effort being put into them getting involved in politics if that makes sense like I feel like more effort needs to be done yeah. by youth groups to get these yeah. young people involved to educate these young people I think education is like the first yeah, thing is the number one pillar, educating people yeah. um, in politics and getting them interested and planting that seed from a younger age um, so then they can kind of like develop their political minds and actually get, get into parliament yeah. when they're yeah, older definitely. you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. Um, okay so the education thing that comes into another question I have Ooh. which were I know the, the flow <laughs> is strong the flow is strong um, <laughs> so what would be the best thing to implement to make jib schools a more accepting LGBTQ plus space I would say two things okay. I would say reform certain parts of our education system to fit in certain types of queer history of Gibraltar because there are certain queer people who have changed the discourse of queer people in Gibraltar there are people who have changed the law and legislation of Gibraltar who are gay themselves who have gone and actively fought for it and we need to learn about these people so that queer children at the end of the day can have people they can be like oh my god they are the martyrs of us you know what I mean they are the heroes you know what I mean you know what I mean so that they have someone to look up to as well I think support groups are massive because not every we don't know what happens behind closed doors we don't know what happens in the the private so some families may also be very unaccepting of their child and they do need a safe space safe spaces are very important and school is the number one safe space as a child you know Mm -hmm. what I mean you trust in your teacher and you trust in your friends you know what I mean so having a very good support system maybe having like um what we used to have in my uni called LGBTQ, uh, what was it, LGBT and coffee. And we used to oh, just sit so down. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. so cute. And we just used to sit down and like, not complain, but just, you know, talk about whatever we wanted to talk about and feel safe within our circle and have tea and coffee. Maybe okay. do that, implement that in school, you know what I mean? And have certain types of conversations when, or teachers who actively engage in homophobic um, culture, you know what I mean? Of like, yeah. oh, don't be gay guys, this and that. And I'm like, but I'm the gay in the class. And you've just said, don't be gay. What's the problem with me? This might sound really ignorant, but have you experienced like stuff like or heard teachers say things like that? Yeah, but that's because but that's because being in an all boys school, it's harder to grasp the attention of 25 plus boys. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There are other people who stayed quiet. I was one of them, so they weren't referring it to me. But the what we used to call Los Chulito used to be like, sir, this and that, blah blah blah, be really loud. And he'd be like, guys, don't be gay, let's do work. You know what I mean? Just to shut them up. Oh my yeah. god. And yeah, and I'd be like, oh, but I just came out a week ago. Is that bad? <gasps> you know what yeah. I mean? I'd be like, oh whoa. But I don't think they did it with things. Malintention. With yeah, bad yeah. intention. Yeah, they didn't do it with a bad intention at all. Yeah. I mean, um, well, going back to the first point you made, which was really interesting, was um history, like LGBTQ plus history, yeah. but in jib, because yes. you hear a lot about a lot about LGBT oh my god LGBTQ plus <laughs> history in America or in the UK exactly yeah, but true. you don't really hear about it in jib and I know I'm probably one of those ignorant people I <laughs> didn't really know mu- I don't really know much about um that kind not of many people jib. like 
Yeah, not many yeah. people know. And not only is it interesting, because I I mean, and I know a lot of people find history very interesting and I yeah. find local history very interesting because yeah, I think it's a very yeah. like, it can be so like intricate and interesting. And yeah, have loads very of delicate, very interesting, very interconnected. Yeah. Um, I think like it's so important and, and yeah. it's something I haven't even thought about. And that goes to show like, you need to speak <laughs> to queer people to know <laughs> these things. Like that is so important. And yeah. like, and in terms of same-sex schools as well going to another point that you made um that was kind of like another question I had for you which again yeah. the flow is strong the flow is the strong, flow is strong. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that is a very interesting point and I was going to ask you like how do you think the old single-sex schools so the old Bayside and Westside affected yeah. queer youth oh personally like when I did come out it affected me massively only because because of my own experience not because of anybody else like mm-hmm. because I was I am quite a feminine person like I do have masculine traits and feminine traits we're not going to get into that today but um <laughs> I do speak quite femininely I use my hands a lot like you know in Gibraltar they tell you not to use your hands when you're a boy and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah and being in an all-boys school as Karim said um made me feel outside the box which is mm-hmm. nothing wrong because people can choose to be outside the box or in the box and they're completely comfortable but as a person who was always referred to as uh, part of a community, part of the Bayside community. This is that I didn't feel part of the community. I didn't right. feel like it got to a point where the gays I knew and me included, LGBTQ people I knew in, in Bayside, never put their hand up to say here or um, never used to say the answer out loud when they were chosen to, uh, to read, they would stat- uh, stutter for no reason. That would be me, you know what I mean? Mm. I was chosen to read and I would stutter because I knew that they were giggling because of my voice. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean um it's just it's a different experience with uh com- like instilling a certain type of binary as well like right. I'm a boy I'm, I'm expected to be going to Bayside but what if I feel more comfortable being in Westside though because mm-hmm. then when I went to A level I went to Westside and I felt so comfortable and so liberated to do whatever I wanted because that part of me that was suppressed for so long was taken out of me again and I could actually right. liberate it mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I could be the feminine as I couldn't do it in Bayside, you know yeah. what I mean? Because Bayside was very masculine. And yeah. although I have nothing wrong with masculinity, it's still something that is damaging to me, but still part of me. You know what yeah. I mean? It's something that right. people have to work for as well. People have to work with. And I think you know it's like, mean? it's such a, a heightened masculinity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, it's again, nothing wrong with masculinity at all. No, at all. But at when all. you when you like you said you have a feminine side to you as well and probably that is probably more apparent in your personality yeah and you have you're in a very heightened masculine environment yeah, it's very concentrated it, like... yeah exactly it is very concentrated it can be very like um oppressive and like yeah very like suffocating like, yeah yeah and I c- can only imagine how that must feel for like you know yeah. queer queer boys in a all boys school in a very masculine environment yeah um, and I think I think I was really happy I don't know about you but I was really happy to f- hear that they were kind of making it mix. like mix yeah even getting into like another like little mini topic of the, about this but like even people who are, are gender neutral or non-binary yeah. like yeah. that must be so liberating for them to not like yeah. be put in that box that they into feel uncomfortable. Exactly. exactly yeah they don't feel comfortable with that um I cannot imagine how horrible that must be for someone who, you know, wants to be non-binary and they are told, no, you're a woman or you're a man. That is, it must be horrific. 
and um and it's just yeah and I think having same um mixed sex schools must be so helpful for people yeah it is because then you're allowing for like the blurring of the binary Mm -hmm. and you're allowing for a spectrum of different kinds of people yeah which is in itself it's so great to see a certain type of queer liberation in that sense because Mm -hmm. we have seen we have seen it the queer liberation of gay people the queer liberation of lesbian people and other sexualities but not gender right that is the main for me that is the most important part because the moment we start deconstructing the stereotypes and binaries and gender that we have instilled in Gibraltar is the moment people will understand sexuality better right and understand the LGBTQ as a whole better mm-hmm. not to say that they go together because sexuality and gender politics are completely different, different. gender identity and yeah. expression is completely different but it would make the general public and people who are not involved in this discussion want to talk about this discussion and look and see and visualize you know what I mean what it is that they want you know what I mean because people do get confused it's only normal Mm -hmm. when they don't know something they get confused and seeing certain types of differences seeing a non-binary person in the street although it's just seeing them in the street will change a perspective on them just because you might like what they wear and that's completely that's not even attached to what they are but you might like something they wear like a man in a skirt you know what I mean yeah like as in not non-binary but a man in a skirt even just seeing that like a gender fluid person like me for example I'm quite gender fluid I am gender fluid I yeah um classify myself as gender fluid and I like to wear dresses you know mm-hmm. what I mean I love to see men in dresses who go by he him I go by he him I love to see that because then I can be like as a child I would have loved to see that you know yeah, what I mean no 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah and I think like like you said like people understandably so don't understand it that much sometimes definitely like the older generation because they have grown up with these things around them and I think in jib because we're so small we tend to live in this bubble and like we said at the very beginning in this mold and if we have things that break out of that mold people will understand it more people will have more of a sympathetic um you know direction towards it um, yeah. and understand it more if yeah. if you have kids surrounded by let's say there's a few uh, non-binary people in their year yeah they're gonna understand they're their, their peers their friends they're gonna understand yeah. it more they're gonna educate themselves more they're gonna you know they're gonna be more supportive of them and I think 100%. that's where you start you start by yeah. breaking down these molds yeah. and these walls Through- and I always say, like, through education. Exactly. You know, definitely. Yeah. Because definitely. children aren't, children aren't, and like kids, they're not born racist. They're not born homophobic. No. They're not born sexist. They are taught that through just instillments as they, like, yeah. as they go through a system. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That doesn't benefit those people who they're learning about, for an example. So when you're impl- not implementing, but when you see a difference in your safe space that is school, for example, then you're allowing for that your mental capacity to expand and be like okay that's a different person that's fine because I know them you know what I mean yeah like what you've said like that's my friend over there yeah they go by they them and that's when the mom will turn around and be like what's they them mm-hmm. and they were like non-binary non-binary means this this and that and it's just teaching the older generation through the younger yeah which I think would work hundred percent hundred percent um I'm gonna see if I have any more questions <laughs> from the Instagram the Ooh. Insta Oh, this is a good, this is a good question. Okay, so what can an ally do to make a more queer friendly place? Oh, this is a really good question. Yeah. I feel like the allies we see in Gibraltar 
I just love allies because you know they're just always there for you like you for yeah. example you've always been there for me oh, like oh thank you since, but yeah like since year four like I think you've always known that I was quite <laughs> yeah no. quite different you know what I mean you've always known <laughs> but like in year four I remember you said something to me that's always said it's like oh it doesn't matter you do what you want and that, <laughs> that little sentence yeah because I, I think we were painting pencil cases we were making pencil cases yeah and I wanted to do like um a paint tub or something like that oh and I yeah like, I yeah, want to yeah. do it and you were like it doesn't matter you do what you want you don't need to listen <laughs> to the teacher and I was like honestly I'm going to take that to the grave sis because honestly oh. it, I, that does like hearing allies just say mm. things that like don't necessarily mean much in their eyes but to yeah. a queer person means, means a lot a lot yeah definitely. yeah it, it honestly does uplift them because they might not have an experience that's great at home or they might not have an experience that's great in public you know what I mean so I think what allies need to do is just listen, being collaborative, listening, researching, understanding, asking questions. And at the end of the day, you might not understand it fully, but accepting it is what matters. Exactly. Yeah. Respecting Respect. it is what matters. A hundred percent. Respect, listening, understanding and research. Full stop. Exactly. And that's what I tell a lot of people. I'm like, look, you don't have to understand being trans like you're never going to understand it because you are not trans exactly just respect it like just respect those people listen to their struggles and that's it um I'm gonna ask you one more question um um, well I'll ask you one more question and then um I'll ask you like a mini question at the end but like one of like the last questions um is so do you think Gibraltar is ready for pride oh like do you think we're ready to like organize big pride events or have a a gay bar like what do you think I do think that should be exactly oof Oof. what do you think what do you think (laughs) I okay just a self-exclamation I love pride pride is something that like as a child I wish I went to because Although, like, you get people here who, like, hate Pride. It's, like, as we've seen and speak freely, people say mm-hmm. it's a sexual abnormal issue. You know, like, those stupid people. Yes. Um, because people can hate it. You know what I mean? It's just, like, just don't voice it. Like, mm-hmm. I hate certain things. Like, I hate anchovies. Do you think I'm going to put it on? Yeah. No, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just keep quiet. <laughs> I, yeah, just keep quiet, you know. And I love Pride. So I think Gibraltar <laughs> is half-half. I okay. think... If, for example, we were to host an international pride, boost the tourism industry, boost the economy, because at the end of the day, international pride means the whole freaking world. You know what I mean? So loads of LGBTQ people will come. But that comes with a repercussion. Safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bullying. uh, A lot of things. Hate crime. Hate crime. Hate crime. You know? And although in Gibraltar, you don't see much of it because, yes, we are like certain homophobic people are aggressive and stuff and there have been hate crimes to do with gay people and like lgbtq people um it's not that apparent because people know each other Mm -hmm. so i think what i think jib is ready for pride because we do have an lgbtq liaison officer we do have figureheads who are gay we have his worship the mayor christian santos you know what i mean we have people there to say i'm gay i can be here i am listening i i am here with you guys you know what i mean i don't necessarily think maybe the problem here in Jib as well is the LGBTQ people, no, well, the LGBTQ plus community in Gibraltar is naturally just hypersexualized right. just overall, mm-hmm. like around the world. And here as well, like it is hypersexualized only because of the 
the cultural outputs I like to say like tv media only because of that you know what I mean so if we were to show a different side not because at the end of the day pride is pride so pride would be men kissing men which is beautiful to see and I wish I could see it in the streets (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) but people don't like that people don't like public displays of affection people don't like people exclaiming who they are right and although I wish I could see it we also have to listen to them unfortunately (laughs) yeah so I think yes there should be a certain type of pride event there should be pride I honestly want pride but Gibraltar is half half ready okay if you know what I mean there's a bit there's a bit more to go I would love to see, for example, there have been Pride events, like in Dusk, for example, there have been like uh, drag queens. That was the first time I was uh, immersed in the drag scene of Gibraltar, which I never even knew existed. You wow, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. for me, as a person who wants to become a drag queen, I am like in awe of that. You know what I mean? We need You're to see inspired. more of that. I'm inspired. Yeah. yeah. So I think we need to see more safe spaces of Pride. You right. know what I mean? So right. queer people feel safe too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, um, a gay club all year round would be a massive hit because not only will LGBTQ people go, women would go too. Yeah. Because that's a large number of people who go to LGBTQ clubs are women because they feel safer there than in straight clubs, for example. That's what I call them. Um, nightlife is a problem as a mm. gay person. Like, mm, I've I, heard about that. Yeah. Like I've had nights where I've just run away, came home early because people have wanted to follow me or people have wanted to oh punch me. my yeah. god I'm so sorry about like that is uh, horrific yeah it, it's uh, that's the thing like it's so normalized that it's only normal you know what I mean yeah. that's the only response I can give it's only normal and yeah. like I've like I've had a chain people have grabbed it and they'll be like is this real and like have pulled me and like has really hurt me like I'm a big guy so when you fall you fall hard as a big guy you know what I yeah. mean so like it does physically hurt me too you know so having I mean? like so more like safe providing- Safe, safe spaces. spaces providing yeah spaces where it's a queer only not queer only we're not excluding but a queer focused right you know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 like where where pride can happen in a place where it's queer focused where people right. from the people who are um, not normally the other are the other right so they can feel what we feel not in tit for tat kind of this is what we feel all the time no yeah as in like ex- experience what we want to experience and maybe right. you'd like it you know mm. what I mean? Include the people who will never want to be included. I mean, I know, I, mean? I know loads of people, like straight people, myself included, have oh. been to gay, like gay clubs and loved it. Like I loved oh, yeah. it. Yeah, 100. Our generation, I think, has no problem with that. I think it's yeah. just the previous generations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there, are there are probably some is some in people in our generation, yeah. but I feel like that's <laughs> that comes with like education yeah. and that comes with like exposing them to these like clubs yeah. and these like gay yeah. or queer friendly like nights. I think yeah. that is such a good point. Like having these safe spaces for queer people yeah. on a night out because something as simple as a night out for a straight person it's a normal night out you're going out like with your friends you yeah. don't think about these things and I mean no. in the, I've got close friends who are queer and like they've like expressed these things to me and I've been like oh like I didn't even think about yeah. that like yeah. because I'm straight and I'm, I'm ignorant you know what I mean but like it's just like yeah like small things like that make such a difference to someone's life being able to go out and be comfortable in who you are and like surrounded by other people who are the same as you and then also in that also surrounded by your friends who are straight but you're still in like that environment where you like you said queer focused like it's not it's not excluding people People, anyone can come 
exactly because at the end of the day we have been excluded we don't want that we just want a night or a place or an area that is focusing on us and our safety yeah no definitely safety as well like yeah you you, like queer people must be so scared sometimes I mean yeah um I like I'm a woman as well and I can be very scared I mean with with the current climate about everything about women walking home alone and all this stuff like as a woman I've always felt very unsafe and you never really think about it for queer people as well they must feel so unsafe and in a small community where people know that you're queer who you are and and who you you are are, exactly and who you're with or who you hang out with it's it's that level it's a very interpersonal level yeah so it's like you can be targeted massively and Mm -hmm. you you are some people are targeted and some people just don't say it just to be there are people I know who don't say it so that they don't face any repercussion from people yeah saying like oh you're just lying this and that and stuff like that they don't want that Mm. you know what I mean and I have heard stories that I like I have to say I am shocked at like the attitudes towards people it is it's it's not nice it's horrific no it's disgusting yeah yeah and personally obviously like some people might disagree obviously there are people people who disagree so yeah yeah but yeah pride I think at the end of the day as well I have to mention like we have to realize that pride wasn't necessarily a party the first pride was a was a a riot towards police brutality and and like trans brutality in in general it started Mm -hmm. with trans women trans POC people trans plus people and we need to recognize that too. You yeah. know what I mean? Learn the history so, of it, you know? Learn like, the don't history. Like... Always learn the history. Yeah. That's what I, I will always say that. Always learn the history. Know who you are and where you have come from. You know um, what I mean? Like those. Yeah. Things. I mean, so like this kind of goes perfectly into like my last kind of mini question in terms of like education. Yeah. Is there anywhere that people can go like to educate themselves? Like is there um, a website, a book, uh, anything that maybe you find would be really beneficial to people to educate themselves yes (laughs) I love to read that's like my favorite thing like to read like queer theory feminism those two are my favorite kind of worlds to Mm, same Um, yeah (laughs) um like obviously the books like the second sex and stuff like that opens up the question on gender politics which is very very good like in this whole type of discussion on queerness and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because at the end of the day queer theory in academics and academia yeah. is a predecessor like a predecessor you say or a successor whatever of feminism like the one that comes after oh it's a, a a successor I think a successor, successor. of yeah but I yeah know, I like, read that came, the other day yeah, it kind of it comes like after the, yeah, yeah it, followed, it came after the sexual liberation movement of, yeah. of women of so women, yeah yeah so yeah so I have a few books that I want to mention um Go for the it. Descent of Man by Grace and Perry. Oh, yes, and, I've heard about yes, that. It's such a good book. I need to read it. I've heard that's good. Yeah, it explains yeah. about how masculinity, we so how masculinity can be redesigned to your own body and right. your own definition of what you think masculinity is. Because I don't think if you've noticed, but we all like femininity, there's a broad spectrum of it right because, yeah 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 yeah. like there is a broad spectrum there are different types of women there are different types of experiences but we don't see that with men because mm. the patriarchy you know what I mean upholds a right. certain type of masculinity yeah football you know like fixing things if it ain't broke don't fix it DIY you know what I mean mm-hmm. which is those are the attributes of this of the gender and the gender expression but Grace and Perry is a person who doesn't go by well he goes by he him and they them mm-hmm. he dresses up in women's clothing Yep. Wears makeup, wears everything, is an artist, has a wife, 
You know what I mean? Has it's to, going to against come. all the norms. Every and I love that. Every single norm. You know <laughs> what I mean? I love it. And he yeah. explains how as a child, he's, he explains how, how like as a child, everyone goes, which I kind of disagree with, but I kind of don't. This, this is the thing. It like sparks up discussion in the brain too. Yeah, definitely. Where, yeah. Like everyone suffers a certain type of gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. They're not happy within the binaries people have set and the stereotypes people have set within their yeah. gender. You know what I mean? And it brings in, some conversation with sexuality and exploring mm-hmm. sexuality and ha- being open about exploring yourself within your sexuality yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. at the end of the day sexuality is always described as a spectrum and to be on that spectrum means everyone is on that spectrum exactly. no one is one or the other you know what I mean so he explains that and another one which is really cute which is quite tragic but under the Udala trees it's a um, Nigerian queer um, literature book I think I've heard under the Udala tree I think I've yeah. heard that yeah. it's really cute it's like okay it's about the queer struggle in nigeria oh no good. yeah that must be because it's, it's it's illegal there isn't it yeah you can gay, so. be sent to jail for life and if I you're an ally that. if you're an ally you could be sent to jail for 15 years oh my god okay yeah so those are like three books then that you think yeah. are quite good to like educate people on then yeah uh, okay. oh and there are like academic journals as well but i'm not gonna go through like through all of them you can se- send them send them all to yeah me send and... them to you and then you just put a list at the bottom and i'll put a list for pe- yeah. like people to go but yeah stefan thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really oh, enjoyed i really enjoyed talking to you um and listening to what you had to say about this topic and hopefully oh, we'll have you, you on again soon Yes, I would love that. I've loved speaking to you about these things. Like, it's so refreshing to hear this, like, conversation happening on the rock and stuff like that. So thank you so much for your invite and for having this conversation with me too. Oh, thank you so much. Take care, Stefan. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.